And this problem, guys, is with the the cock sauce. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the savage podcast. Welcome back, guys. We are we've touched down and we're back in, in, <laughs> we've touched down. in YYC. We were in Houston. Houston. Oh, stop it, Daniel. <laughs> Rose, Rose is going to kill me because like all throughout the entire trip, I'd always just be like, Rose, Houston, we have a problem because it's like a thing, you know, like I feel you like, you know, it was funny the first five times you said it, Daniel, not so funny after the first time, but you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway. anyway, we were just there visiting uh, one of our very good friends, Angela. Yep. And uh, we had a great time. It was good. It was the food was actually really good. The food was very good. Yeah. Um, although there weren't that many vegan places, mm-hmm. but everything, we were only there for like, what, three days? Yeah. So everything we ate was quite good. We spent nice. a lot of time by the pool. Mm-hmm. Got some tan going. I mean, you did. Somebody got burnt like a motherfucker. I got sober, guys. Like a white boa that you eat. That you eat. God damn. Did you put some aloe on last night? I did. I put some good. on this morning as well. Good. Anyways. Gotta protect that porcelain <laughs> skin. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we went to, we actually went to a really good, a couple of good restaurants. One of them was like a Mexican restaurant, kind of like a, yeah, that one was called V, V, Vigos, Vigos, I think. Vigos. That was It really was a good. fully plant-based Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. That was so good. It was delicious, but it was yes, very heavy. Very heavy. I mean, it's like Mexican food. Yeah. I find Mexican food is kind of like a little bit heavy. Yeah. Um, but it was very good. And, and then we went to. Chef Kenny's. And that was so Which good. was like an Asian, kind of like Chinese slash sushi <laughs> vegan slash. place. Yeah. They like, had all kinds of stuff. Because <clears throat> yeah. they had Korean food there too. Did, you Did they? See? Yeah. They had like... No. Um, um, but that was really good. Somebody recommended it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What else did we eat? Oh, we went to... Sinful Bakery. Sinful Bakery. Again, all vegan bakery. Yeah. Really nice. Um, and what was that first place that we went to? That first restaurant? What was, the, what was the first one? The one near Angela's place. Oh, um. <laughs> oh my God. What was it called? Oh my God. I don't, I don't remember. It was, it was highly recommended too. It was really good too. Let me find Soulful? it. Soulful? No. No, no, no. That's the bakery. Sinful is the bakery. Not Soulful. Sinful is the bakery. Yes. It was. Uh, Let me find it. Let me find it. Oh, damn. You got it on your Instagram? I think I should. I got it in my highlights. Ginger Mule. Ginger Mule. The Ginger Mule. That one was really good too. Yeah. A little bit on the pricey side. Bit expensive. Well, everything was kind of expensive. Yeah, I was surprised because I always thought that like going out to eat in the States is like generally cheaper. Mm. Even after you convert. Not cheap. No. And I think Mm -mm. it's because like everything was like on par, but in USD. Yeah, it was like basically the same price, but in US dollars. Yeah. So actually it's about 30% more for For us us as Canadians. Yeah. And then also guys... (laughs) Something you need to watch out for when you travel because <laughs> it is sneaky as hell. But we noticed that a lot of the bars, they automatically... I noticed. You noticed. Thank you. Rose noticed. Um, <laughs> we, we, we went bar hopping. We went bar hopping. And a lot of the bars, they have like an auto gratuity in there. Well, and also, first of all, the U.S. guys, Americans, love you all. 
but why is your banking system 15 years behind? Oh my God, it's so weird. Because every other place, you just tap it or you add gratuity in the machine. And then tap it. And then you print it. And then you don't have to sign anything. You don't have to do any of that. That was like 10 years ago in Canada. and But in the States, it's still that system. The weird thing is, though, it's like, you know, when we were at the like, markets and stuff, like you they can have still tap. tap. It. Yeah. Like, that's why I'm like, why the... I know. Can we not just <laughs> tap? Like... Well, that's the thing. Some of them, like, you you do select the gratuity yeah. on the machine. So it's like, why are some places like this and some places you have to, like, they print it out, then you have to write the gratuity down. Yeah. Then you sign it and it's like, excuse me, guys, is this 10 years ago? It was crazy because, like, I had a night out in um, San Francisco when I went there last year. Mm. And me and my friends, we had several beverages. Mm. And like towards the end of the night, having to sign those and fill out the tip when you're like a little oh bit tipsy yourself was a fucking disaster. Maybe it's like a strategic thing. It's like, oh. To get more tips. Mm-hmm. Well, so continue the story of right. what we discovered. So what Rose discovered. Um, <laughs> thank you. So, thank you for the credit, Daniel. I so, know you don't often give me credit. So, so we're at this bar and we're getting some cocktails and the cocktails were $12 each. Rose gets the bill and the bill was like, I don't know, 30 it or was 32. Like, yeah, it was like a lot. Yeah. So she's, and I, at first I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. And then it shows like circle something and then it had like tip amount and then total amount, which was blank. You add it in. And Rose was like, what the fuck? Like, this is so weird. And then she was like looking at the bill. She's like, oh my God, the, the gratuity is already included. It's already included. 20% already included, yeah. which is, first of all, that's high. what the fuck, dude? Okay. I know that like, listen, we tip and everything. Yeah. <clears throat> but... We literally, it's just like ordering drinks at the bar. Okay. I don't like to tip 20%. I know. It's when they little... s- make a fucking drink within five seconds. Especially if you're like buying a beer or something. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry, but I don't want to tip 20% on my that beer. That should not be automatically added. I think it's so ridiculous. Anyways, it was automatically added, but also it was confusing because they still leave that tip, you know, that line where you can fill out the tip. Yeah. So you actually, unless you actually look at the receipt, you won't know that it's included. Exactly. So one of our friends actually tipped on top of that. And then later I told them and they're like, oh shit, we like add in another like $7. Yeah. Like, what is happening? Like, oh, my dog's calling me. Hold on. <laughs> Why is this always happening? When we're I don't know. Uh, my apologies for the disruption. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So yeah, guys, uh, watch out when you go to bars, especially in downtown Houston. Keep an eye out. <laughs> because they all did it as well. Like yep. ev- almost every single one of them. Mm. had like an you know and again if you weren't paying attention you're just gonna tip double 40 percent. you're gonna tip the only one that didn't was the irish pub we went to right exactly and you knew yeah i looked and i was like oh this is nice it doesn't have an automatic tip and i also don't think like unless you're at like a fine dining restaurant like i'm kind of like there should be options to tip and show you the different tip amounts but then also i'm like it shouldn't just be an auto 20 percent oh Especially when it's at the bar. I know. So before when I was a server, we would do, uh, what do you call it? Auto- Automatic gratuity. Auto-grad, if it was like yeah. eight people or more yeah. at a, like a dine-in situation, you're serving them for maybe a couple hours. Okay. That kind of makes sense. A hundred percent. Okay. But at the bar? I know. God, it's getting out of control. Anyways. It is. Everything going up and everything getting expensive. People are poor and you keep asking for more monies. But apparently Houston, well, Texas, the minimum wage is like seven something dollars, which is just absolutely atrocious. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. How people can afford to leave. I don't know. Through the fucking tips and trying to get more tips by scamming people. I know. But also, you know, $7 an hour. And then it's like, think about it. They have to all drive cars. Mm-hmm. So you have to pay for a car. You mm-hmm. taking, No one's taking them. I didn't even see a bus. No. 
The whole time I was there, I was like, I mean, Houston is a car city. Yeah. It's a car city. It's one of our worst nightmares. (laughs) The thing is, the weird thing was, like, they had a lot of cool places. Yeah. And I feel like they probably do have a lot of cool places. But it's, like, it's all just, it. the city just looks ugly because it's all just cars, like, large highways, Mm. huge parking lots. And even the cool places were in, like, a strip mall. Yeah. (laughs) So that was really interesting. Well, not interesting, but, you know. But that's kind of how LA is as well. Really? A lot of places in LA. Well, I think they just have to have the strip malls because everyone drives. They have exactly. To have the, they have to have the parking. Exactly. So it's like they know? have to do it like that. But it just makes it look ugly. It was even like when we were downtown when we went for a night out. Mm. It was like we got we drove down there and it was like we were driving and there was like parkades full of cars. Yeah. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> Welcome to the United States of America. Houston. Stop it, Daniel. <laughs> okay. Next story. Next <laughs> First well, story. Well, before we get into that, guys, if you aren't already, don't forget to check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Savage Podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think this is getting close to almost... When's the deadline to sign up for the trips, Rose? Oh, God. It's almost over. Yeah. Almost. Guys, so we're going to Bali and Thailand in August. It's getting close. Yeah. So they're going to close the trips very soon. I don't know when. Okay. So it, the signups might be closed soon. Mm-hmm. So definitely sign up. I got another sign up for Bali. So Bali, there's like maybe two spots left. Yeah. So if you want to come to Bali, definitely sign up now. Um, Thailand, there's some more spots, but they're going to close the booking soon. Yeah. So guys, if you want to come to Thailand or Bali or both in August with us mm-hmm. and other people, we're going to have such a good time. Definitely, definitely sign up now. The links are in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... With that, <laughs> with that said, guys, let's get right into it. So, okay, so what's the first story? Our first story in light of Pride Month. So, I guess June is like global Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride, everyone! What do you, mean you guessed, Daniel. You be part of the LGBTQ I know, community. June is Pride, Global mm-hmm. Pride Month. So, around the world, I guess June is uh, not a guess. June <laughs> is Global Pride Month. Yes. And so, a lot of companies do like you know little things, promotions. Mm. Every, a, a lot of logos will have like Pride flags in them right now. Mm-hmm. So, like I'm with. Um, tangerine bank and their like little logo when i go to log in now is like the pride flag mm-hmm. so little things like that so anyway i guess so i was a bit confused when i saw this story because it says cracker barrel which like my experience from previous with cracker barrel is it's like those that brand of cheese like i don't like know a, what cracker barrel is i thought it was a brand of like cheese mm. and like dairy products or something like this which makes sense cracker barrel i mm-hmm. feel like um but anyway so uh, apparently it's also a restaurant chain okay um in the U.S. So Cracker Barrel faces calls for a boycott from critics who object to the restaurant chain showing support for LGBTQ plus people. Oh, my God. I know. The the restaurant is known for its down-home decor, southern mm. country-themed menu, and affordable prices. On Thursday, they published a Facebook post celebrating June as Pride Month, complete with a picture of a rocking chair painted in the rainbow colors that have come to represent the LGBTQ plus community. In the post, they also mm. wrote, we are really excited to celebrate Pride Month with our employees and guests. The restaurant posted, everyone is always welcome at our table and our rocker. Happy Pride. Great. Wonderful. Exactly. There be the ad. Okay. Very subtle too. It's not like it's like right. in your face. Yeah. It's you like know? really not. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then I guess Lauren Chen, a host of conservative news outlet Blaze TV and contributor to conservative youth organization Turning Point USA, urged consumers to avoid Cracker Barrel, pointing to the company's Pride Day post. Thankfully, it makes it even easier than ever to skip this mid-restaurant whenever someone recommends it, she tweeted. Everyone else should do their part and skip dining at the Cracker Barrel. Is it now cool to just like hate on the LGBT thing now? Like, I I thought we were... Even the conservatives were kind of like on board now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now is it just swinging back in that direction? I don't know. I, I think with everything that's been going on with like, you know, don't trans say gay, stuff. trans stuff that's been going on. I feel like it's like... Jesus gotten, Christ. It's swung back, Rose. Oh my God. You know? And it's cra- <laughs> it is crazy to me because like actually there's a lot of very... Like not saying that this is good or bad, but you know, mm-hmm. like conservatives are very like capitalistic as well. Mm-hmm. And actually the LGBTQ plus wallet share is pretty big. Like yeah. there's a lot of spending power in, in LGBTQ plus... Um, couples exactly. and community so really economically this does not make sense to be against lgbt not that that should be the only reason of course not of course not but that's why a lot of like let's face it that's why a lot of companies mm. get on the pride of train course. do they actually give a shit probably not no but, but are they opposing it not so it's better than opposing it exactly but like why would you why yeah, because if you think about it, like, like you know, for like most like couples, right? Like LGBTQ plus couples, like they're going to be less. I mean, they're still them have they're still having kids, like you know, adopting and everything else. Mm-hmm. Less likely though. So they'll have uh, that dink income. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. They got double that dinks. dual. <laughs> that dual income, no kids. Exactly. Goddamn, and you know those gays are making lots of money. Mm-hmm, some of them. <laughs> That's for sure. Where's my Where's my sugar daddy? <laughs> <laughs> there's something about like a gay couple there it's like a gay power couple you mm-hmm. know a lot of them make lots of monies and then generally they don't don't not generally but a lot of them don't have kids mm. and they generally like to travel and do things mm-hmm. and they're fun loving you know mm-hmm. and so like i think of myself if i had a partner god damn we'd be traveling spending the world, all kinds of money spending my our money going to cracker barrels go to cracker <laughs> barrels probably not i'm sure they don't have that many vegan options <laughs> but you know you never know uh, you know show some support for cracker barrels if they, oh my you know. god okay can you scroll a little mm-hmm. bit so i guess their post got like mixed responses and uh you know yeah some people obviously are supporting it uh basically i think the reason is that it's getting backlash i guess mm. is because i guess it caters to kind of you know it's a country vibe it's catering to mm. the you know conservative sort of cowboy you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the Southern vibe. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of off brand in a way for yeah. them to support <laughs> LGBTQ. But like, imagine caring about this. I imagine know. being like, oh my God, this restaurant just posted an Instagram post saying that they don't hate gay people. And that so- every- and that everyone's welcome in the <laughs> restaurant. Yeah. That that is, <laughs> I oppose that. Not so, everyone should be welcome exactly. in this restaurant. So what are they saying? What's the alternative? You just don't want people to. Do you want gay people to not be welcome in the restaurant? Like, is that what it is? Or they don't want the restaurant to be posting about gay rights or not gay rights? They wasn't even posting about gay rights. They're just. It saying, literally wasn't even political. Yeah, they're just saying like, hey, <laughs> happy our, pride, happy pride, come to our restaurant. Come Everyone's welcome. You know, it's oh a marketing campaign. They want to make money. What is wrong with people? God damn. This is like a conversation we had. 20 years ago mm-hmm. we should not be having this conversation again so daniel um clearly you know these conservatives don't want you to be eating at the cracker barrel no well what's happening you know what it's crazy <laughs> i just like you know what yeah i don't know what I to know. say anymore it's comedic yeah it's comedic. Yeah. 
I mean, I just, you know, sometimes I'm like, I wish I could live in a world where I have so much time on my hands that I care so much about something that has absolutely nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next story. Next story. I mean, jokes aside, it is a little concerning that we are going backwards. You know, it is a little bit concerning. All right. So, okay, guys, we have to talk about this very serious problem that I am going to have a meltdown over. God damn. And this problem, guys, is with the, the cock sauce. <laughs> God damn. Uh, AKA, <laughs> do you know why I call it the cock sauce? <laughs> have you not heard me call it the cock sauce? I'm totally going to clip that and have that at the very beginning of our, of our episode. <laughs> I have a problem with something and it's the cock sauce. And then it's going to end and the music's going to go. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. I don't oppose. Okay. And the cock sauce I speak of is not what you're thinking. It's get your get your filthy mind out of the gutter, people. <laughs> it is sriracha. Yeah, and why do you call it the cock sauce? Rose? Because there is a cock on the. Bo- <laughs> There's a chicken. A rooster. A rooster, on the bottle. Also known as a cock. <laughs> so we call it the cock sauce. Yeah. And uh, so we have okay. So this is kind of old news, but well, we're, it's, it's not really old news. It's new. It's resurfaced news. It's well, it's kind of old news as in this recently came out, like this news came out about last month, but mm-hmm. now I think we're seeing the repercussions now. No, but cause remember it happened earlier in the year as well. It did. And then it came then it, back. Exactly. But now it's happening again. Yes. But or was this, it last year that it was a short? I don't, yeah, well? there was like last year or something. Yeah. But now it's resurfaced. I mean, they, 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 they announced this resurfacing like last month. Mm-hmm. And basically, there's a shortage of the cock sauce. Mm. It's a serious problem. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and you know, guys, I am a big, big fan of the cock sauce. I know. <laughs> Rose, lo- Rose loves. She puts she puts that shit on everything, you know. And okay. <laughs> I'm crying. I think you just call okay. it sriracha, Rose. <laughs> This is getting a little, <laughs> bit, a little bit dirty. So sriracha. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, <clears throat> the problem is recently mm-hmm. we have discovered, okay, that it is no longer available in stores. Now we are seeing fake versions oh. of the sriracha. And the reason why we know it's fake, because on the bottle. It has a duck. There is no cock. It's a duck. It's a fucking duck or a bird or something. Yeah. Okay. This is a problem. And if you guys have ever tried the fake sriracha, Mm -hmm. it is atrocious. Okay. I mean, it's not atrocious. Okay. It's It's not not atrocious, but it's just not the same. It's not the same at all. It does not taste at all remotely the same. There has never been a replica of the cock sauce that has worked. Okay. And the reason why I know this is because I remember when I moved to the UK. Okay. When I first moved to the mm-hmm. UK, this was 2014. Okay. So this is when me and Chrissy started calling it the cock sauce. <laughs> so we moved and we couldn't find Sriracha. Yeah. And we were like, oh my God, why is every single bottle? We found like Sriracha, like a fake Sriracha yeah. with like birds on it. And it generally like, has a duck. The other brand okay. is like a duck. I saw like, I don't know, something flying. And I'm like, no, you should not be flying. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> it, should be a, it should be a sturdy cock mm-hmm. on the front. <laughs> And so we would buy it and we tried it and we're like, this is not it. Okay. And we went on the hunt. It okay? didn't have the unique cock sauce taste. Exactly. We went on the hunt for the cock sauce. <laughs> okay. And we could not find it. So you're running all around London looking for the cock sauce. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then actually one of our friends had to like literally bring us sriracha from Canada. Yeah. That's like all I wanted. Anyways. So 
this is like bringing me unfortunate flashbacks. Yeah. Okay. So there is a shortage because the weather in Southern California. Yeah. Is heating up the summer. And uh, basically. Well, the, the, mm-hmm. they were saying. So I think they get some of it from Southern California. But they said last year. So last year there was a drought, I guess, in Mexico. Mm. And that's part of the reason they had this. Because this is the second year in a row they're having kind of shortages or, or problems with, you know, the mm-hmm. producing enough. So I guess last year's drought in Mexico continues to hamper its ability to churn out the iconic spicy uh, condiment. They're still experiencing a shortage of raw material mm-hmm. um, as the weather continue. The bad weather continues, like the conditions mm-hmm, continue. Mm-hmm. So like Mexico just hasn't been able to cook, to cook, to grow enough of the chilies needed. Daniel, are you able to speak? I can't okay. speak today. Continue. Guys. Um, so Mexico's, this is the second year in a row. They're having issues. Cook, cook. <laughs> oh my God. Why can I not speak? Why do I keep fucking saying cooking? I think we talked a little too much about the cock sauce. And we did. Now I'm like is. cooking. So typically it Rose says. Rose got me distracted with the cock sauce. <laughs> So Hui Hui Fung Foods, I'm sorry, I'm probably not saying that right. (laughs) Hui Fung Foods, the company that makes the cock sauce, typically uses about 50,000 tons of chilies a year in producing uh, its three condiments, which also include chili garlic sauce, which is also so good. Oh, my God. And sambal olek. Okay, I don't want to say it. Anyway. So, though some production uh, resumed last fall, the company still has a limited supply that continues to affect production. So, we actually don't, they actually don't know when the chilies may become more readily available. Mm -hmm. So, basically, we are in a global sriracha shortage. Yeah. Okay, we're talking a very serious problem. Yeah. I'm very upset about it. We need to make this happen. Okay? It is... Guys, climate change is impacting us all. I, I was going <laughs> to... <laughs> climate change is impacting Rose's ability to access cock sauce. <laughs> you guys, this is a serious problem. I know, but you know what? This uh, All jokes aside, this is just a small mm. taste, okay? This is like... Oh, guys, this is, you're bringing it back to the doom and gloom, Daniel. But this is just a really small taste as to what is going to start happening mm. with our global food supply. Like... Oh, this is, damn. I know, I know. I don't want to be a dooms gloom, guys. I'm going to do, but I am for just a minute. Are you sure? Because this is your favorite thing to I do. I know, but like, this is a little one. It's, I mean, a little one. It's <laughs> a, a, like a little thing like, oh, we love sriracha. And now sriracha is a shortage because they're not producing enough chilies because of global climate change. But then other dishes that use chilies are also going to have issues. Uh-huh. And then other products, because mm-hmm. Mexico doesn't just grow chilies. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's going to be other products that are impacted. California's having all these fires and everything else. We know that California is a large producer of oranges, for example. So yeah. are we going to start having orange juice shortage? You oh, know, like God. it's, it's going to snowball, right? <clears throat> yeah. And it actually, it's really interesting because um, it segues into something I did want to talk about actually, um, which is off topic, not, I mean, it's on topic of this, off topic of, I didn't pull up the story, um, <laughs> but on the flute, on the flute, on the flight, <laughs> on the flight to Houston, um, you know, how you can like watch different movies and stuff. Oh God. Again, guys, welcome back to the doom and gloom podcast. This isn't doom and gloom, guys. The world is ending. Daniel, continue. There's a silver lining, okay? Oh, there's a silver lining. Yeah, so I watched this documentary called We're um, Eating Ourselves to Death. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Is that the silver lining? Yeah. Okay. No, and it talked about basically what's happening globally with all the impacts of like fishing and all of the stuff that we're doing with animal agriculture and fish farming. And it talked about so many different elements of it. Um, and it brought back to the fact that, and it was a positive, well, I say it's positive, but again, it, it, it does take, uh, it, it does require mass change, mm. but they were saying a plant-based diet yes. 
Um, and I was surprised because a lot of documentaries don't always talk about this. You know, sometimes they'll like sugarcoat it, like mm. shorten your shower times yeah. and do this. And it's like, well, no. Yeah. And they said a plant-based diet is the single most effective way that we as society are going to start reversing the impacts of climate change. Now they were saying like drastic figures, but they're like if everybody on the planet adopted a plant-based diet, they were like, we would be able to reclaim. I think they said something like 70% yeah. of our farmland, mm-hmm. like reclaim yeah. it as, as in, you know, bring <laughs> like, it back to the jungle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they were saying like, naturally, you know, if we started letting the jungle grow, like for example, the rainforest, like if we stop farming so close to it, it would actually naturally start growing out. Mm. So it's not all hope is lost. But right. it's like, but it's like, it's, it would be such a drastic shift. Yeah. Globally. Well, we would need a drastic shift. Exactly. And we've been talking, the problem is, um, hello, we've been talking about this for the last 10 years at this point. Well, mm-hmm. more than that, but I've been talking about it. We've been talking about it. Are people going plant-based fully? Mm-hmm. No, not, not enough. I think one of the issues too, which they actually brought up in the documentary, which was, which was kind of interesting is mm. we do rely, obviously governments play a huge role in everything. And one of the things that's really kind of ironic is leading up to this point is the government's reluctance to discuss mm diet as a way to combat climate change, right? Like we've grown up and we've always heard reduce your electrical consumption, reduce, reuse, recycle, Mm -hmm. you know, shorten your shower times. Like, you know, only use things that are necessary, all of this kind of stuff. Like don't drive as much to reduce greenhouse gases. But up until like recently and even still, there's not a big push from governments. Why do you think that is Daniel? I know why it is, but I'm just saying, why is it Daniel? Because they get a lot lobbied by a lot of the very, very wealthy. They get money from these industries. Yeah that are so powerful that have so much money mm. and they will pay politicians yeah. to never ever say go vegan. Yeah. And also another interesting thing that they said in the documentary which actually makes sense as a taxpayer. They were saying, you know, right now most governments at least in the western world, they're heavily subsidizing the dairy and yeah. and meat industry in general. And they were saying, well, if the government actually did care about preservation of society and what's in the best interest of society, they would actually move those subsidies to plant-based products and they would, they would remove them from the meat and dairy industry and then yeah, subsidize the plant-based products so that those could get more competitive. And actually it's better overall for society in general for us to be eating those types of products versus um, Mm -hmm. meat and fish. And they also showed, which I kind of knew already, but they showed a lot of stuff about fish farming. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, it's horrendous. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. Like they were like washing the fish with like hydrogen peroxide or something. Because Oh my God. Yeah. Or like some kind of like acid because all the fish get like lice and like random shit. Because they're all like in these like small yeah. like fish farms. And they all, they showed a camera of the fish like swimming around oh. and they're all like, like diseased. diseased. And at the bottom of like the net, there's like all these dead fish that they have to remove all the time. Oh, it's so bad. Like, and they're like, if you're eating fish farm the farmed Farmed fish fish. like it is just so bad yeah like just on so many levels like the disease and the like and also the like levels of like little microplastics and all this other shit Mm -hmm. like god damn guys but anyway it's a huge problem it is a huge go vegan everyone (laughs) or at least try to eat more Mm plant-based it's you know we're in a we're in a crisis guys i need my sriracha i need the cock sauce okay rose be craving it She needs, the, she needs like her a, daily dose. <laughs> <laughs> she puts it in everything. <laughs> I have like half a bottle left and it's basically gold now. So yeah. is that why you never offer it to me anymore when I'm well, over? Well, I actually gave you some. So it was hot sauce, Rose. 
was Frank's. Oh, the buffalo. Yeah, okay. The buffalo. Well, you know, you're going to have to start paying for the sriracha. I know, because that shit's going to turn to liquid gold. It's seriously, I'm so upset. Like it's, and, and it's interesting because like we didn't realize there was a shortage. And I remember I went into Safeway like yeah. a month ago because I have none left. And I went into Safeway to go buy some and it only had the duck version and i was like what the fuck is going on God. and then on the intercom i remember them someone saying sriracha's out or something i was like what the fuck is going on i was like oh, oh next God. time i go in next time i go in and i keep going in and it's never there and i'm like what the fuck yeah and now i know why i know so and because we're so like because it's made in california i feel like yeah, california the, gets first dibs exactly so we're gonna get whatever's left so probably in Cal- calgary it's gonna be like gone and it's probably like 20 dollars a bottle yeah it's ridiculous oh it's so sad i know i'm gonna cry but um, yeah. I wonder why they can't. Like, it's like no one can replicate that taste. I know. Like, it must be. I mean, but I also and the ingredients like, are on there. Yeah, but it's like. Do you think the, it's a pepper? It is the pepper. Something to do with right. the pepper. Like, I think that's a, obviously a prime ingredient. Right. And it's like the proportion of the ingredients. Exactly. The way it's made together, because maybe there's like a. How long it's aged? Exactly. How long the, they grew the pepper? There's a process. Also, yes. how they make the sauce. Like, maybe they crush the peppers and yeah. do something magical. It's a secret. Only the Hu Fung family knows. Exactly. Uh huh. And, and the, then. Isn't it like uh, in the Coca-Cola company, mm-hmm. isn't it only like a few people that know the actual recipe? Yes. I heard. I heard. And then what if some, what if, what if they die? Well, I heard there's only a few people. And guys, this could be all speculation here. I heard there's a few people that know the recipe. Yeah. And like a few senior execs or I don't know who it is, but they're not all allowed to be on the same plane together. So they're not in left, case they die. Exactly. In case, oh in case something happens to the plane and then the recipe obviously would be gone. <gasps> yeah. But I'm like shocked. They must have it written down somewhere like in a safe. <laughs> yeah, like out. They must. Yeah. Ain't, ain't nobody stealing that? That's kind of crazy. It's, I mean, it's probably the same with like McDonald's or something. Because they don't, they don't release the... I don't think they release the ingredients. Mm. Or the, they, they don't release like the actual recipe. Right, right, right. Because right? they just ship it. Well, I'm sure it's not as intense as the Coca-Cola situation. Yeah. But I think the actual recipe to make the, you know, burgers or whatever, I think it's like confidential, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. But then it's all made... Because they all ship it out to the franchises. Mm. Well, and you think with like something like Coca-Cola, like people are going to know, like, for example, like, let's say they do it like an assembly line, right? Like, but we're all in different rooms. So I don't know how much, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know how much water you're no, putting in. No, Daniel, don't they don't, sugar. exactly. They don't know. But if we quit and got together, I'd be like, well, I put in this much sugar. You put in this much water. We could do it. You know? And then they're going to get sued. That's true. <laughs> then Because clearly get... they worked at Coca-Cola before. Yeah. So then they're going to know. There's probably a clause in their contract as well. To exactly. Like, it says like NDA or something. Yeah. Or like you're not allowed to replicate our products. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so yes, guys, we're having a serious sriracha shortage. I'm yeah. unhappy. I will protest. Will you? I will. I'm God very damn. upset about it. I know. It's not good. It's, it's scary. It's not good. It's scary what it represents though too. Uh, I know. Like that's the issue. It's like. No, Daniel, I just want to focus on the shallowness of this issue. I know you do. Sriracha and the cock sauce. You like to focus on the shallowness of many issues, Rose. (laughs) I like Um, to focus on the cock sauce, okay? Rose got a one-track mind. She wants that (laughs) cock sauce. She wants it everywhere. She (laughs) wants it all over her food. Can you stop? Um, Sometimes you just have it directly from the source. Oh, God. (laughs) Continuing on. Speaking of the doom and gloom podcast. Yeah. So, guys, I don't know if you're in the U.S. right now or you've heard about this. Well, this is kind of, is it? I mean, it's not going on now, is it? No, I think it's cleared up now. So, guys, there was like a whole thing in New York City where the air quality was so bad because we're having such wildfire issues here in Canada. Yeah. 
and it's continuing. Like, obviously, it's not just on our side of Canada. Like, we're on the western side. So, yeah. like, on the eastern side, they're but having lots of kind fires. kind of new. Like, usually, yeah. it's kind of in the BC side. BC's known to have fires. Yes, all the time. Yeah. But I did see this thing where they were talking about, again, just in BC and Alberta. And I think it was focused on Alberta. And they showed, like, the graph of, like, smoke hours. Okay. In, like major cities like Calgary and Edmonton. Okay. And they're showing like over the last like years, like there used to be like, we'd have like maybe five hours of smoke mm. on average for that, for that year. And it's gone up and up and up. And now it's like ridiculous amounts. Oh no. And it's been so bad. Yeah. So I guess now in, I think it was in Quebec that they had a big wildfire and that smoke basically, obviously because you know, we're sharing the same air essentially. Yeah. So it made its way to New York. And then of course, Americans are freaking the fuck out. They were like freaking, but it, it, like fuck you, Canadians. <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's crazy when it happens, guys. If you've never experienced like smoke mm. coming into your city, like when we had it here, it's like it was like the whole city's like kind of like it's like you're in a zombie apocalypse. Mm. I'm not even kidding you. I was downtown house sitting at the time and looking up at the sun. The sun was like this orange, like you could yeah. see it through the haze. Yeah, but like you can't really see it, and it looks like it does look like something, and the, it kind of like feels eerie in the city. Yeah. Everything looks kind of gray. Well, did you see the pictures of New York? It was like full on sepia. Yeah. It was just like all kind of reddish hue. And then, and then of course, some influencers that are really out of touch yeah. will like go out and do like a photo shoot. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, guys, oh, okay, God. the world is burning. People's homes are being evacuated or people are being evacuated mm. out of their homes. Yeah. Can we like just, just, you know. I love your community, Rose. What can I say? <laughs> Excuse me. Do not put us... <laughs> Do not put the vegan influencers in the same category. Mm -hmm. Like some of these influencers, honestly, like when this shit happens, like people Mm -hmm. are like freaking out. It smells like a campfire outside. It really does. It literally smells like it's it's a campfire, which I love campfires, but like, you know, not in this context. And it's actually really, really bad air quality. They say that it's like equivalent to smoking like a pack of cigarettes a day if you're like outside for whatever. Yeah. So it's really bad for us. It's a serious issue. Yeah. And it's, we d- what are we going to do about it? We're going to, I think like, honestly, like we're going to have to start repurposing those COVID-19 masks and we're going to have to start wearing them because mm. like, this is what they do a lot. Like you often hear of not so much smoke, but like smog in Asia. Yeah. Pollution. Yeah. Pollution. In Asia. That's the thing. Yeah. Because Asians always wore masks outside because yeah. Asian pollution is so bad. Yeah. Like in Korea, people wear masks even before COVID outside. Yeah. So that's another reason why Asians were a lot more receptive to wearing masks just because they were already probably wearing masks. Yeah. Um, But I don't want to wear masks all the time. I know. But this is this is like people go vegan. I know. Like, guys, we are literally it's so crazy. Like, we are literally killing our planet. We really are. And it's like these are just becoming our realities now. Oh. Like we're, it's soon going to be like our summers are now going to be us I'm, wearing masks for half the time. I mean, it kind of already is. I mean, if you think about it, it's what middle of June, barely. Mm-hmm. And we've already had so many wildfires and so many, you know, like even in our city, we had like that week of smoke. Yeah. And when we were in Houston, there was also another wildfire over the weekend. Yeah. So another bad air quality s- situation. Then of course in Quebec, we had that. So it's like, it's it's consistently happening yeah. almost every single week. Well, and look at how, how hot our summer's been already. Yeah. Like it's, we're only in June and usually in Canada or in Calgary, like the olden days, when I, when <laughs> I was growing up here, like it would get, like it would only start to get kind of nice in June. Yeah. You know, like May, yeah. sometimes you would luck out and people would be like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. But it would never be like super hot in no. May. Like it would no. usually be like kind of warm, but like never super hot. We had like week of like, 29 degrees yeah. in May and I'm like what the fuck is going on yeah and then like 
I, I just have a feeling like our summer as well is going to be a scorcher. We're we going to have a tropical weather soon. I know. They, there ain't going to be no more snow. Which is scary as AF. Okay, guys. Welcome back to the Doom and Gloom podcast. God my damn. name is Rose. And my name is Daniel. My name is Doom. My name is Gloom. <laughs> so anyways, uh, you know, New York was very heavily impacted by the smoke. And which is kind of insane because... So many people live in New York. Yeah. And so many people walk outside. Mm. And so it really impacted, I think, I guess it was three days yeah. of bad air. So, yeah, a lot of people just stayed inside. Yeah. And it's funny because like a lot of people, I heard a lot about this, like, oh, the, you know, the Canadians and those fires are like, you know, blowing into the U.S. And now we're getting all this smoke and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... Guys, we do not own the air. Exactly. We sh- <laughs> this is the thing. This is the thing. We share a planet here, and like this is the reality of what's going to start happening. Yeah. So they're going like, to be like, oh my god, why did they start a fire, guys? Yeah. I don't know how that fire started, me but neither. this is the thing with 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 these extreme weather patterns. When there's like a small fire, it's more likely to turn into a bigger fire, and then if places that normally rain are not raining anymore, then that fire is not going to be stopped. Mm. So all of these problems. You know, it's just all a result of climate change. <laughs> anyway, so New York, guys, um, you know, <clears throat> what are we going to do? Okay, is there another? No, no, no more fire. No. So next story. <laughs> next story. Which is another scary thing that we've talked about recently, which oh, is God. AI, which yeah. we are very scared about. Mm-hmm. But this this story, the reason I like this, well, I don't like this story, but <laughs> this story really brings up an interesting point because right. it's starting to get into that realm, right? Like we have all of these changes happening rapidly mm-hmm. and we have, again, it kind of begs to question like the legal framework and the rules and regulations around this like Around stuff. AI exactly. and this new technology that's happening. <clears throat> so Apparently, a radio show host um, is suing OpenAI for defamation after ChatGPT fabricated legal accusations against said radio host. So basically, OpenAI is the company that created ChatGPT, which is the big AI platform that a lot of people are using nowadays, where you can like type things up and you can ask questions. Basically, you can be like, hey, can you tell me what's going on with said radio host, and then it's going to give you like a whole shit ton of information within seconds. Yeah. So I guess ChatGPT, which I did not know, is notorious for generating false and misleading information. Um, but this seems to be the first defamation case filed against the creator, OpenAI. So this is interesting because basically, as far as I understand, which I don't understand much about AI, I know it just basically takes all kinds of information that it can find in the in, on the internet yeah and then it just kind of like summarizes it somehow really fast yeah within seconds so you know a technology like this doesn't necessarily know because it's not you it's know it's not a fact checker it's not a fact checker so it doesn't know what's real or false information mm-hmm. so this is where we're getting into that kind of slightly scary territory of you know what information is accurate? What information is not accurate? Exactly. And this actually begs the question because like I have a lot of questions about mm-hmm. AI and a lot of it is around this kind of stuff. Like w- how much of it is factual? How much mm-hmm. of it is, you know, th- replaces like someone doing research, you know, like this kind yes. of stuff. And I think the ish- the interesting thing here, there's a couple like different topics, but number one, it's like, okay, in these situations where let's say there is some misleading or not correct information about somebody, a celebrity or like a radio show host or whatever, 
where is the blame? Is it open AI? Is it the, the chat GPT, you know, like the chat GPT app or whatever that open AI mm. owns? Is it the misleading information that's out on the web about this person? Right. Where chat GPT is pulling that in. Right. Is it the person running or putting in right. th- uh, things on chat GPT? <laughs> like who is actually to blame here? How is this, you know, where is the rules and regulations around this? Right. Which you know? we don't have any. Yeah. And like we always talk about, the problem is because this is such fast moving technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've, we've already had such fast moving technology in the yeah. last 10 years, but with AI, it's exponentially growing yeah. so quickly that there's no way for regulations to catch up. Mm-hmm. So it's quite interesting that this is the first kind of lawsuit. So it's interesting to see, it would be interesting to see what happens from it. Yeah. So basically what, what happened is a radio host in Georgia Mark Walters is suing the company after ChatGPT stated that Walters had been accused of defrauding and embezzling funds from a nonprofit organization. The system generated the information in response to a request from a third party, a journalist named Fred whatever. Okay. So that's interesting. So again, who are we blaming here? So Walters case was filed June 5th, blah, 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 blah. And he's seeking damages from open AI. AI. So Mm -hmm. he's suing the, the company that made ChatGPT, yeah, which I guess in this case kind of makes sense because the person that was like just trying to look for information, it's not really their fault if there's false information that comes up. Yeah, but this is it, and the, and this is where the, a lot of these issues are coming into play, even with the internet and how there's mm. there's that whole movement or not movement, but like that whole conversation around how much um, false and misleading information right. is already on the internet, and then you have ChatGPT, chat which is you know people are using these these AI kind of products and stuff to to generate you know maybe stories to generate all sorts of things, and it's again like you know I found it fascinating. Like there are certain things with ChatGPT that I was like, oh, this is fucking cool, yeah. you know, and I thought it was really interesting how you could like narrow down your searches and do mm-hmm. all this stuff, but Again, it's like it, it it is almost exacerbating that problem of like false media and false like mm-hmm. what do you what do you know what's real and what's not like ChatGPT isn't a fact checker exactly right like I don't know it's it, and then you know as a you know as a, a chat uh, chat GPT as a radio <laughs> host or something like this it's like if there's misleading information about you out there like what can you do it's like it's like we talked about this earlier too like deep fake and and doing mm. these like voice celebrity voices and celebrity like yeah. lookalikes where it looks like they're talking mm-hmm. cuz they can like it artificially create like you doing an interview somewhere yeah. you know and it, it it's like who is to blame there the person that created it the, the well the i think s- for that you would blame because it's very easy to also abuse it yeah. so i i think if if you, somebody created like a deep like a deep fake is basically from what I understand yeah. is when you take someone, someone that's famous or something in their yeah. face and then you like create like a porn. I think that's what it yeah. is. Or maybe you could do or whatever. I don't know. Things. If, yeah. I don't know if it's like an over, like it's a term for everything, Yeah. but that's what I understand what a deep fake is. Mm-hmm. So like if somebody created that, I think that should be in the fault of the creator. Yeah. I think that's pretty clear Yeah. because that's, you know, but then at the same time, it's like, in the court of law because there's no actual law against creating something fictional. Yeah. It's like, it's such a weird kind of space. And even to exacerbate that problem, mm. we already have an issue, an issue with uh, misleading or false information on the internet. Mm. So if people are creating, you know, images or, or, or celebrities saying certain things, doing certain things, 
that's exacerbating the problem of misinformation because then other people are going to look at stuff on the internet and find these things and they'll be like, oh, wow, this celebrity's talking shit about this stuff because it sounds like them or looks like them and they'll think it's real. Right. So it makes it worse. Right. So now we're never going to know what's real and what's not. How do you draw, how do you draw the line if they can create like AI products or things out there which look real? Like, how are we going to distinguish? Yeah. This is what I mean. This is scary. And yeah, there's no way to control it. Mm -hmm. And they're also saying that another way that this could be abused is for example, if somebody calls you, right? Like somebody calls you on the phone Yes, and that sounds like your mom. It's like, hi mom. Great. Says mom on the phone, whatever. People do weird shit with technology. And then She's like, oh my God, I need you to send me like $500 for whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it sounds exactly like your mom. Yeah. So you're going to send the money. So they're saying now you got to be careful. You'd need to have some sort of a safe word yep. or like maybe ask a question that only your mom would know. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That you can't find on the internet because people can easily fake somebody's voice yep. and then scam people. This is like a scammer's dream. Uh, uh, hugely, <laughs> hugely. And then like going back to this case, Mm. they actually mentioned this in the article, exactly what we're talking about here. This case is notable given the widespread complaints about false information generated by ChatGPT and other chatbots. These systems have no reliable way to distinguish fact from fiction. And when asked for information, particularly if asked to confirm something, the questionnaire suggests is true. They frequently invent dates, facts, and figures. Oh my God. Usually these fabrications do nothing more than mislead users or waste their time, but cases are beginning to emerge of such errors causing harm. Also, another thing to note is that it's a little concerning that somebody, you know, I know that everyone uses it at this point. Well, a lot of people use it, Mm -hmm. but a journalist was using it. Yeah. Come on, guys. Okay. This is where, you know, I get that it's convenient, but at the same time, should journalists be using chat gpt no <laughs> like in my opinion guys you are th- your one job is to find correct information yes that's your job and to research it and have reliable sources mm-hmm. and you know do all this stuff but again this this these things are making a journalist's job hard because well it's, it's making it somewhat easy if but then they're not doing it properly exactly but i mean also on the flip side journalists that are actually doing their job properly they it's making use. it harder because mm. you're going to come across fake stuff ai generated content yeah all of these things where it's like, um, what, what's real and what's not. And the problem is they're out of the journalists out there. Maybe let's say four out of 10 use chat GPT. Yeah. And then six out of 10, they don't, they refuse to use it. Yeah. But then the problem is the four that use it, they're probably getting so much more work done, whether or not it's real, but then, so they're going to like be more efficient with their time. And the rest that are trying to do it without using this thing that could potentially uh, create misinformation mm. they're gonna s- fall behind and that's another issue yeah so uh fuck yeah. our lives I- <laughs> and it's scary and the problem is if you're on the internet this should be concerning to everybody mm. okay whether or not you're a public figure or not or not mm-hmm. this is a bit scary um so well listen to this guys mm-hmm. There's more to that, Rose. Oh, I mean, what Lord you're talking Jesus. about. So here's some other instances. So <laughs> um, anyway, they're saying there's other issues where they've uncovered this. So basically mm. there was a professor, I guess, at a university or, or a college threatening to flunk, flunk his students after chat GPT 
claimed his after he claimed his students used AI to write their essays. Yeah, it's a big thing. A lawyer facing possible sanctions after using ChatGPT to research fake legal cases. So I guess, again, these are people like trying to use it to obviously try to simplify their work and, and make it faster, but there's no way of knowing that yeah. it's real or not. And the problem is also, it's not like when you, because I've used it before, right? So when you like search it up, yeah, it's not really giving you, it doesn't give you the source of the information. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's probably pulling it from so much and you know, it's probably like so many different types of information that it's pulling you from. Mm. So you're not going to be able to check the source. You know what I mean? Like mm. if I Wikipedia something, which bef- that was our issue. Yeah. Remember when we were in university, people are like, oh, you can't Wikipedia it because, yeah. you know, and that at least when you go on Wikipedia, they have sources. You can click the articles where they get the information. from. Exactly. And then you can like use those articles and see if they're reliable source uh-huh. of information. Whereas this, you they don't give you that. So basically mm. you just kind of have to guess or do extra research on top yeah. to see if it's real or not. Exactly. <laughs> Like it's fucking crazy, guys. So I really am like I wanna let's let's keep an eye out on this yeah. case because I really wanna know if they win. Like I wanna know if the lawsuit is like has merit because we don't know. Again, we don't know if there is a legal, you know, way. It's interesting because mm-hmm. they're saying here <clears throat> traditionally in the US. There's some section two three zero or whatever. I don't know. That's I don't know what the details of this. But it shields internet firms from legal liability for imp- information produced by a third party and hosted on their platforms. So I think this is something that a lot of companies did rely on, like Facebook and stuff, where mm. you know if the, if like for example right. like if if a, if, a if somebody news, that was using use their yeah. platform to post this. So if someone's using ChatGPT to right. generate false information, it's not really. The company's responsibility but this is where we get into this gray area mm. where it's like should it be though like i don't know should there be more checks and balances built in there or or you know what i mean to yeah. ensure the correctness of the information is that the responsibility of open ai i don't know you know i don't know the answers to these questions but these are things that our legal system needs to iron out i think yeah yeah because <laughs> the thing is it's a little bit different if you you know, if you're on Facebook mm. and there's a news organization or whatever, someone on Facebook that's spreading misinformation, mm. it that's a, literally a third party just using that platform yeah. to spread it. Whereas chat GPT, this is like a, you are the ones telling, you are the ones that giving are giving that information. Yeah. So I get it. You're getting it from everywhere, mm-hmm. but you know, you're the ones producing that. Mm-hmm. So it will be interesting to see what happens because you know, this could be, a landmark case in a sense that if it goes a certain way, yeah. depending on which way it goes, yeah. right? It could actually kind of not stall, but slow the progression of AI. Yes. Because what will happen is these companies that are investing in heavily in AI and stuff, they're going to put pull the brakes a little bit to say, okay, we need to establish some sort of checks and balances yes. within this framework to ensure that the data that we're producing is either there's really bold disclaimers mm-hmm. and letting people know or we have some way of pulling sources yes. or doing something to kind of add sub, sub, yeah. sustenance to like what they're providing, providing users. So this is actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. And this could be a really interesting landmark, landmark case for yes. our generation around what's happening with AI. And if they, if they say that there is no legal precedent, then it's just going to be a wild, wild west out there. Then it's going shit to <laughs> shit gonna get crazy. Shit going to hit the fan. It going to go everywhere. Yeah. And so for the meantime, we're going it, to like it's going to business as usual. And let's see what happens with this case, which is probably going to take a fucking year. Well, more than that. probably. <laughs> 
these cases that's another thing too it's like yeah. these cases start and like sometimes these cases take so effing I know. long mm-hmm. and I get it they have to review all the documentation and do all this stuff but like sometimes like, you hear about these court cases you think going they're going to use for- chat GPT to uh, solve the case yeah <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna research you know they're gonna research it in chat gpt it's just interesting because i just feel like there's certain things that maybe we shouldn't be using chat gpt for yeah you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's different where it's like hey i want to use chat gpt to like i'm starting a certain like business or a flower shop maybe i can get some ideas of like some content mm-hmm. or things like that that's where i feel like oh chat gpt can actually be really useful yeah but then i'm like hey i'm a lawyer doing research on a case I really shouldn't be relying on ChatGPT to yeah. help me research quicker. Yeah. You know, that's where I'm like, there should I be agree. some distinguishing, the distinguishing yeah. factors. Or like writing an essay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's certain things that ChatGPT shouldn't be doing. Oh my God. People are going to, we're going to have worms for brains. I know. We are going to have worms for brains. Well, I saw this really interesting meme um, or like, what, yeah, it was a meme where it was like, it was like, um, it showed us they're like humans are hooked and it showed all these like zombie looking humans like walking and like all caricatured and stuff but like Mm. looking like a zombie looking at their phone like this like just hooked on their phone like this and then it had these two like robots they said humans are hooked meanwhile machines are learning and it had these two like robots like reading books like Mm. you know studying and stuff and i was like it's so true like this is what's happening guys but that's the the fear of ai and that's the fear of uh these machines yeah that's the fear What's his name? Stephen Hawking? Is that his name? Yeah. He warned people against this type of thing. I think it was him. Yeah. He was like, you know, one day it's going to take over. Mm. We're going to have a Frankenstein sort of situation. Yeah. You know, we created Frankenstein. It's crazy because Mm -hmm. there's even a movie called AI. (laughs) I need to watch this. With Will Smith. Have you seen it? I think I watched it so long ago. It's like crazy. Mm. I won't ruin it for you because if you want to rewatch it. I will rewatch it. But it is this concept of AI and how AI (laughs) kind of takes over. Kind of takes over. Like, and it was built to like protect people or enhance our lives. Because it can go out of control. Exactly. Like it can get out of control. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's already kind of going in that direction. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. But that's why I think we're going to see more of this happening. More like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, because also, you we're could... it. Someone evil, which there are many evil people, could use AI in so many different ways that can cause a lot of harm. Yeah. So this is the biggest fear, you know? I think there's a lot of potential for, again, if it goes... I'm not saying everything needs regulation, but like if it goes unregulated, there's very limited mm. legal definitions in that space. Yeah. It is going to be a breeding ground for scam artists. It's going to yeah. be a breeding ground for like all sorts of things. And again, I don't, I don't think that there's not some good uses for chat GPT mm-hmm. and some of the AI and things like that. I think there's certain, I in know. certain contexts and uses, it will be great, but widespread, just like using it for everything is bad. Oh God. Like, and and that takes me back like that whole thing we were saying about the scammers like using Mm -hmm. it like we already have poor people that are like i know not poor people but like people that are um, scammed scammed like targeted by these like call centers in india and like all these Mm. places where they're scamming people out of money and stuff well if they can manipulate and sound like a relative how much more easy Mm -hmm. or how much easier is it going to be like and especially like I feel bad. Older like, people? Yes. I know. Like there was, I think. Tell I, your grandparents, guys. I know. Like my grandma, she lives in like an old folks community. And one of the ladies that lived next to her was like scammed out of like oh God. thousands of dollars. Seriously, it happens to old people all the time. I know because they can get like, they get a little bit confused more easily. Of course. And like, you know, <clears throat> they don't keep up with technology as much as we do. Yeah. So of course, like 
you know, like that's going to happen. Exactly. Cause like, whereas we like certain things where it's like, you know, when the, when we get an email from our bank being like, that looks so mm-hmm, shady, but mm-hmm. it kind of looks like our bank and they're like, yep. you need to log in because your account's been locked. Yeah. But it like, you can kind of tell it's fake. You do yeah. certain things like you check the email address. Of course. You do all these yeah. things. Right. And whereas like our grandparents or yeah. like older people would be like, Hmm. Oh, my bank. My bank. Oh, shoot. I better log in. They'll click and it takes yeah. them to a website that looks like their bank. Mm-hmm. But then if you look at oh, the URL, God. you have to look at the URL and they wouldn't know to do these things. Right. Like okay. some people wouldn't. That's why, you know, we should just, after a certain age, we should just not have technology. (laughs) Go back to like the olden days. You know, not being on the internet is sounding more and more appealing after all this shit, you know? I know. (coughs) You okay there, Daniel? I, yeah, so I I don't know, more to come. I think we should keep an eye on this one. Yeah. Although it's probably going to like be like years later. And, and to be fair, it will be a landmark case. I think we'll hear about it when it gets a decision. Yeah. I am not going to say where I'm hoping the decision goes. But <laughs> I, think, I think y'all know. Well, I think that uh, there might be more because this guy started this. Yeah. There's going to be more cases like this where people yeah. are suing. Yeah. Like they're, they're going to get more and more lawsuits. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Well, it was like, you know, sometimes these things take so long. I remember that I watched this. And again, I don't remember the full story, but there was like this um, documentary on Netflix about this this guy that owned this like website and he was like the most hated man on the internet. I think that was the documentary. And people would send in like pictures, pictures of, their, of girls. Yeah. Right? Like, let's say, let's say um, like you're dating your boyfriend. You guys break up. Sure. He has nudes of you or whatever. <sighs> and he like re- revenge porns you and sends them to this guy and right. he would upload them to his website. And then what would happen is like the parents would request to have it taken down or whoever. The parents? Sometimes the parents. Oh my God. Sometimes the, the person, like they would get their parents to like get involved. Sometimes they'd take it down, but then another user might have downloaded it. They'll upload it. You know what I mean? And it becomes this like constant thing where it's like it never gets taken down. Yeah. And the guy was like, well, the guy, again, the, the companies kind of rely on this or the, the owners of the website where he was like, well, I'm, I'm not posting it. It's people using my platform. Right. So I'm not liable because someone is using my plan. They're like, but you can take it down. Right. So that's where it's like gets a little bit. Oh God. But he, I, I, yeah, I don't, I can't remember what happened in the end with that guy, but I think he did end up facing some sort of criminal charges. Right. But which he should. Yeah. What a fucking asshole. I know. I think that I think wasn't the whole purpose of that website to be kind of that kind of shit talking website. Yes. It was like so revenge. Like, yeah. You're going to create a website where people are going to talk shit. Like that's the purpose of your website and yeah. you're going to say it's not your fault. Exactly. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you, <laughs> bitch. Is there another story? Well, there's one. Is it about Reddit? Mm-hmm. All right. So thousands of Reddit communities go dark yep. in protest of API changes. Goddamn way, API. I, mean. I don't know what it stands for. Let's say here. Okay. So uh, basically they did this coordinated effort to protest the company's new policy to charge developers for access to its back-end interface. So when I read this, um, from my understanding, is like Reddit can charge some developers to like use the back-end, you know, use the back-end to do the back-end things. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what happens in the back-end, guys, okay? <laughs> well, you th- I think you know what happens <laughs> in the back-end. <laughs> Damn, Rosie be nasty as all hell. Um, but basically... 
it was saying that they're going to start charging some developers for access to this because there was developers that were using some of Reddit's data for more commercial pro- purposes. Oh, interesting. So now they're saying, hey, like there, there's going to be some sort of fee and like developers across the platform, obviously. I wonder what they do in the back end. Like, like can they change Rose, things? I know, I know what they do in the back okay. end, okay? <laughs> Is it to do with the cock sauce? <laughs> Not that cock sauce, Okay. I don't know. I, guy, clearly, we don't know anything about coding and, mm. you know, websites. Um, but I guess there. Okay, so it says developers wishing to use Reddit's API. Again, don't know what that is. What is API? <laughs> I don't know. All these terms. It's because we're so un... Uh, like tech, tech savvy. Yes. Yeah. API to build apps. Actually, back in the day, I used to be tech savvy when I was younger. I, <laughs> I made my own website. Oh, yes. I knew you. I knew HTML. I could have been a little coder. Dang, why, 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 you went down a different path. I went down a different path mm-hmm. of destruction. Plus, I, I always thought about this because like, actually, it's funny you say that because I took a computer science course and I did really oh well God. in the coding section. But like, I, you're so bad at technology. I can't even. No, but when I did the coding and stuff, I, mean, I was like it, I mean, well. you're, you're smart, so I'm sure you do well. Yeah. But there's something about you and trying to use technology. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> but Okay, so. Uh, yeah, so I guess... Uh, developers wishing to use API to build apps for Reddit will not be charged. However, those wishing to use Reddit's data for commercial purposes that don't directly benefit the Reddit community will no longer have free access. I wonder what this is. Anyway, clearly we don't understand. I think that actually makes sense though because like what Reddit's doing is it's not crazy. They're saying, hey, if you want to use this, our API Uh to build apps for for Reddit, you're not going to get charged. And nor will the researchers, I guess, using Reddit for research purposes. I don't know. <laughs> um, but those wishing to use Reddit data for commercial purposes uh-huh. that don't benefit the community will be charged. Interesting. Go yeah. down a little bit. But mm-hmm. then they're obvious. It's obviously we're missing. We must be missing something here because they are protesting it. So um, well, the free access meant that almost any developer could access and leverage Reddit's vast pool of data to train artificial, again, fucking AI, oh to train artificial intelligence algorithms leveraged by the big tech firms such as Google, Microsoft, or OpenAI. Mm-hmm. And now I guess there's a lot of data on Reddit, which I never... Which I guess there would be, right? All the user forums. I mean, all I, the, cause it, cause, like, this we, is where the fucking misinformation might come from. Exactly, because like we use Reddit for fun purposes, right? Like, exactly. Like, like our next episode which is going to be uh, a Patreon exclusive a, oh no no it's going to be um, our next episode guys because I'm going to I'm going to Italy yeah. next week sorry and it's going to be uh, am gonna, I the asshole or something like yeah, that yeah we're going to do some kind of Reddit situation you guys love the Reddit mm-hmm. uh, episodes um, but I never thought it would be a place where you get a ton of data uh, but Apparently anyways, the Reddit corpus of data is really valuable, but we don't need to give all of that value to some of the largest companies in the world for free. So I mm-hmm. guess that's what was maybe happening. Yeah. But I guess some uh, of the popular communities on Reddit, which resulted in... So they ha- they had like a blackout mm-hmm. because... Uh, I guess they went private. I guess, again, you can, in a certain community, yeah. you can like turn it off or whatever. Yeah. So, and that was their way. So of hopefully the Reddit forums that we want to go on won't be turned off. When they say that this is becoming a trend now. So more, I guess more tech, tech firms are charging developers for backend access um, as advertising, as the advertising market slows down. Well, I think, <laughs> I think it's pretty normal to charge for backend <laughs> access, you know? Do you charge for backend access? Of course, access? Rose. No one, no one's using my backend for free. <laughs> 
Okay. How much it be? <laughs> I mean, like I said, my back end contains it's valuable Daniel. data. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just can't. Anyway. I just can't today. God, this episode is it's going in directions I did not see coming. It's going in the back end. <laughs> <laughs> so stop it. Uh, I can't. Uh, so I don't really understand. So I don't have an opinion. <laughs> I- I like, what All I know is uh, the back end is a very funny term. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I think I think what this what this article is saying is don't try to, you know, access the back end for free. Um because there's If a, you want the back end access, you got to pay for it. <laughs> you got to pay okay? if you want the back end okay, access. Ain't nothing coming for free, mm-hmm. okay? That is some, you know, exclusive access that is so anyway guys, today we learned about about <laughs> rose's love for the love for the cock sauce and the and fact a, that daniel charges for back-end access for back-end use <laughs> back-end use yes <laughs> maybe that's why you're single oh, no. <laughs> i'm single but i got lots of uh, clientele oh, rose. <laughs> and on that positive note God damn. my friends uh I hope you enjoyed our PG-13 uh, episode. I think we're going to up that one to PG-14, Rose. No, Daniel. We only talked about very PG things, such as cock sauce and back end. Okay. It's fine. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did enjoy it, make sure you uh, give... I mean, depending on where you're listening, if you're yeah. watching this on YouTube, give it a big thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast platform. And of course, give us a little rating, five stars only. And once again, make sure you check out our Patreon. It is patreon.com slash the savage podcast. That is always linked in our show notes and description. And it starts as little as $3 a month. And what do they get, Daniel? They get um, exclusive content. So we do an yes. exclusive episode every single month. They get every episode ad free and also they get every episode a week earlier than the public and there's like a nice little community there you can chat with us you can yeah. make suggestions we also do announcements on on there so like for example when we're, we announce the trip they get you know obviously as a, pa- a part of the patreon community you would get um you know uh <laughs> and speaking of the trip again guys make sure you mm-hmm. sign up for thailand or bali or both the links are down below Mm -hmm. and uh hope to see you there yeah sorry i'm getting all flustered i'm thinking of cock sauce yeah you're thinking a little bit too much about the back end it's getting a little spicy (laughs) thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you guys next week bye Bye.